Mortal Kombat, the movie, released August 18th, 1995. It's the second in our trilogy. Let's call it a trilogy. Yeah. Trilogy of Mortal uh, Kombat completely films. Completely non-canonical trilogy, but technically it says that it is. It's a trilogy. Let's, let's say it like it is. It is the trilogy of Mortal Kombat. I'm Dylan Alvento. I'm Joe Wedmore. And I'm Nick Dundall. And this is a track man. This is, uh, you guys told me this was a good movie. Yeah, and I think you're just being a contrarian. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone likes this movie. Everyone. Everyone. There's not a person who's seen this who doesn't like it. Mm. I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's a a bad movie. movie. It's a bad movie. It's a good bad movie. It's a bad good movie. It's it's a good experience to have. What's a good bad movie? This is a good bad movie. What's another good bad movie? What's another good bad movie? Street Fighter... The ah. cartoon, Street Fighter Two, the oh, cartoon, the cartoon, yeah. uh, Mario Bros. Uh, Basically, most of what we've watched, there's been some bad, bad movies we've I watched guess. so far. Yeah. It's weird to me because like, Pikachu, I, I think, think, think of like Commando movie. as like a good bad movie. Okay, because it's um, just filled with perfect one-liners. It's okay. an enjoyable experience. It's it's just a a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the recent Venom movie is it's enjoyable because you've got Tom Hardy sitting in a lobster tank but it isn't eating marshmallow movie. lobster right. yeah. it's a bad it's, it's a bad plot it's you know it's it's bad filmmaking in a lot of ways but, but you can have fun you, watching you walk it. Out again that's, I, that's I, good it's, it's weird to me though that in the in the in the history of people telling me that this is a good movie they never say no it's a good bad movie they just say, oh, I love that movie. And I'm I, like, you should have understood. It's no. a Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s and a video game movie. And everyone knows there's never been a good video game movie. I, like, that is a pretty clear thing. Well, that's what we're here for, to find it. I, oh. to I find think the one. it's, yeah, we're going to dig through all of them and, and come out Find dead. the gem. It might have been uh, one we've already watched. <laughs> Congrats to Chick Pikachu. <laughs> I, I still think it is good in the sense that it took itself seriously enough as a film. It wasn't like... Uh, half-assed and it was an enjoyable cohesive plot it didn't introduce things that just didn't make any sense at all uh well yeah uh, all right i'm gonna backtrack on backpedal on that backpedal on that it introduced some things that don't make any sense especially towards the end but it 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 still tracked logically for most of the movie you could kind of ride along with it and and know where it was going but it was also self-aware enough to have moments like shang sung saying finish him and fatality right it was the closest video game movie certainly up to that point but even for so much longer after unless we count the animated like i don't think you should count animated movies in okay so like theatrical live action release right at the time it certainly was but then even for a, a great amount of time after it it held that title of being the video game movie the one that actually cared about its source material sure and that's because the director was actually a big fan of the games. Oh, yeah. The director, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, yes. We'll <laughs> see his name a lot in this podcast. <laughs> who, who went on to make all of the live-action Resident Evil movies that you yeah. love. Oh. And soon to be directing uh, the Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I think... That's well, that, yeah, that might be in... That's in production, yeah, I yeah. think. Is that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
in Mila, what's what's her? Mila Jovovich is going to be in the Monster, in Monster, Monster Hunter. Hunter as a person from our Earth who gets sucked. No, you don't know this. No, they're going with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no. She gets she and a military team get sucked into the Monster Hunter it. world, but they have said, "Don't worry, their guns won't work." Oh, okay. Well, so, all, all is forgiven. We should start a counter um, of times when it comes from our world and gets sucked into a video game world. Right. So, Mario. Mario, so mm-hmm. far, I think is the only one. I mean, Mortal Kombat is, like, our Earth is part of that universe, so it doesn't count here where they're sailing to sure. the island. Okay. Outworld, like, Outworld and Earth exist there. Like, Earth, it's part It's part of the, the game's right. canon. Our, our Earth doesn't exist in Mario or or in Monster Hunter. It's it, it is another universe. In the games, you mean? Yeah, in the games. Okay. So I think yeah. right now we just have Mario, but we're most, still early most on. multimedia stuff that's Mario, like the Super Show does do like ah oh, they're from Brooklyn and then they go to the Sure. Right. But God. The also that military thing. Sonic is doing it too, where the military is involved with Yeah, these video game movies that are coming why, out. Why why do they think kids love military <laughs> they're movies? They're like fifteen years behind, right? Yeah. Like it seems like they didn't catch up like because the joke is, is Is the government is the military like funding these movies to try to get like recruitment numbers up? Is but the that military what's always happening? gets hey, shit kids, on in these movies. You too. gotta go fast to your <laughs> local recruiter's <laughs> office. I, I don't think that's the case because the military is never they're never the good guys. Yeah. yeah. They're they're like the military's here to be shown that they're not good enough to deal with the problem. It's got to be Sonic. It's got to be so and so. So, okay. All right. Well, Anyways. that'll be interesting. Yes, I'm curious. But I think in Monster all Hunter, it will be all military who are solving the but problems. But wrap, wrapping this back to to this movie, yeah, that's a good idea. So I, I know I I guess you know false expectations. There there is this era of cinema, this 80s 90s era of cinema, where like. The quality is is relatively piss poor because like people are just doing they're just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what's happening. Like plot lines don't make much sense. Stuff happens just for the sake of happening. And it's a free spirited time. Yes, yes. The the summer the of love of nineteen ninety five. The sixties of filmmaking. And it's it's weird. I mean and I think it's amazing. like you compare that era to like where we are now, and it's like night and day. Right. Well, now though the the it's almost it's it's like so structural. It's almost sure like, frustrating. Yeah, I mean, like we could argue like the 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 space laser, like at the end of every right, big action the, the, movie, the ray from the sky. Yeah, coming like down. everything kind of comes to a final conflict and has to be wrapped up nice. Right. But we have our own problems currently. But, but I agree. There, but certainly, the, but if a, you think of like a superhero movie made in the vein of this Mortal Kombat movie, which you can. From like maybe not the '90s, but like the 2000s, you think of like, well, I guess '90s or '80s, you think of like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Mm-hmm. But I think of like the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, like, is indicative of this kind of like, okay, we're adapting a source material, and like, what's plot? Like throwing yeah, stuff at a wall. Right. Like, that era of, of filmmaking, which is partially like a Michael Bay esque era, and partially like a Steven Spielberg, Steven era. Spielberg, and and like not really like Steven Spielberg was supposed to have a cameo in this movie, but he uh, just missed the deadline to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's it's interesting that people hold this this movie in in such esteem, and when I look at it without having any nostalgia attached to it, I'm like. This seems like you're running in the middle bad action movie from like that era. See, first of all, the biggest mistake you've just made is saying that there are run of the mill bad action movies from that era because well, I mean there are. That that's obviously not a that's not what I mean. Some of those 
action movies from that era are fantastic. <laughs> Matrix no, and, and, yeah, and like, Terminator And too. I love right. this as one of those. Like, okay. I think there is a plot here that sure. isn't just random things thrown together. I think this is a action movie that an action movie that that works. Like everything makes sense aside from some small villain plot details at the end. Yeah. Um, I not, guess not small, it, it but just, some big villain details. Like you just compare this to like what the MCU does and the MCU is like, is does a, a steadier job of like introducing you into that world. Yeah. Where this the one MCU just is you a very different like, animal though. I mean, budgetarily, like yeah, even that's uh, fair. Just, Budget, time, right. expectation. And also they had time to it. fail and figure it out. Cause if, Arguably, Iron Man was a lucky strike, and then they kind of had a bunch of wet, wet towels yeah. 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 after that. All right. Well, going into this movie, geez. So there's like some knowledge you can take from the journey begins into this, but not immediately. Like Nick said last episode. Yeah. It doesn't, starts before. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's, and it starts with a vignette of the characters, right? It's, it's, setting, it's introducing yes. each character. Yeah. So we have Liu Kang. Dreaming about his brother. Dreaming about his dreaming brother who gets killed by uh, Shang Tsung and then points at Liu Kang in the dream. Says, your soul is mine. Uh, There's there's a lot of bad things to talk about in this movie. I don't think that was a bad thing. When he points at the camera and says, your soul is mine, I think that it's in line with what the movie was meant to be. Sure. I mean, like... a knowing thing. Kind of a B movie. Yeah. 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 I just don't like that stuff. So that's just taste. Better what taste. are you doing in this podcast? <laughs> Why did you choose you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Dylan is the one who was like, hey, guys, I have an idea for a podcast series. This, this wasn't hey, us hey, coming to hey, you. Look, this is like the most I've knocked a film so far. Sure, that's true. Let, You've let's, loved everything. Let's up look at now, the fact that, you know, there's a bit of nostalgia attached to this movie that I just certainly, don't have. Certainly. All right. So Shang Tsung kills Liu Kang's brother. Uh, the Liu Kang sees in like a dream, a nightmare, and he wakes up and finds out that he's being called back home uh, to cut to Sonya. Deal with this. Cut to Sonya Blade, who's in a concert hall, like a like a metal. Yeah, well, it's concert. actually trivia. It's the same the same club that Blade was in fighting in. It's just the music was so loud you couldn't tell. So Blade is off killing vampires. Sonya's uh, in the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Blade uh, made in the nineties? Yeah. It was. Okay. Been a while. Blade actually is another action movie that really stands yeah. out. Like I've went back. I mean, there's some CGI. Well, Blade the is the Marvel superhero movie of this time that Dylan was record. looking for. Like you know, I'd probably like, still put Blade in my top five superhero movies of all time. Wow. Nice, even after all this MCU. But anyways, anyway, so Wesley Snipes wants to come back in the MCU. I would kill for it. I would. I would be like, <laughs> just put Blade in the MCU. But Sonya is going after Kano, which yes. is a classic rivalry from the games. And then we cut to Johnny. Johnny is uh, filming a movie. My favorite introduction in this because it's just so cheesy. He's he walks in, he has a little fight, and it's super choreographed. And then it's like, oh yeah, he's he's he's, he's on a movie. He's set. on a set. Yeah, and he gets to say the line, "This is where you fall down," right? Which gets reincorporated later. So good. Some smart movie making. He's like, "Where'd you get these guys?" Because the guy didn't fall down. And then yeah. it's revealed that Steven Spielberg is the director of right. that movie. Well, he's not, but it would have. It did well, look a lot yeah, like that. He's got the that. Steven Spielberg outfit. Steven he's got Spielberg. the beard. Yeah, it's yeah. very it, obviously. It was supposed to literally yeah. be Steven Spielberg. He agreed to be in the scene, but then scheduling didn't work Super out. unfortunate. Yeah. But these, this doesn't introduce our core characters in this movie. This is basically what it is. The start of the movie is just really clear vignettes of what these guys are. Uh, Liu Kang is about what he's lost. Sony's about what she's after. Johnny Cage is about himself. Yes. He's about, he's about you know, his, his reputation, his ego. 
and uh, they all are basically they need to get to this tournament, right? So everyone's yeah. trying to direct them in that way. So Luke, well, and that's the thing is this is a weird thing I don't understand with this movie is what Shang Tsung's motivation is because he's recruiting the best fighters in the world to fight his soldiers, right? His people that he's putting in the right. tournament. I I don't think Shang Tsung chose them though. I think it's Shang Tsung's job as the administrator of the tournament to, to get recruit them. To fight. them no matter they what. have to be there. Yeah. I, yeah. But there is, and we can come back to this later. There is a part where it seems like he wants to turn one of them. That mm-hmm. is like a plot subplot. That turn just com- or I but, think, I think I know what you're talking. <laughs> no, I, cause I no. think he wants, I think he wants to bang Sonya. No, 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 no. Well, we'll, we'll wait, talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah. he definitely does. Yeah. At the very, okay. all right. But yeah, that's not the point. There's a part where he like basically wants someone to like turn to the dark side. Basically, like there is an implication there that I saw. I'll I challenge would, that when we get to it. I, okay. would, I would turn for him. <laughs> so Johnny Cage is taken is is invited because uh, Shang Tsung pretends to be his old sensei, gives him the invitation. Liu Kang. Uh, and Johnny dream. Cage is actually the most eager to go because he. He's, he wants to prove himself. Yes, right. because he's, people think he's, his like his stunts. fights are fake. Right. That he's not an actual martial artist and all of his fight scenes are fake in the films, which is such a weird thing to like to stick on because it's like if you're working in Hollywood. So I don't know. Don't you mean, have to a- deal with that? Anybody can be insecure, right? Like, and I, that's, well, Especially a narcissist. I, guess this, this, this <laughs> might I mean, be, really. This, you're not well, wrong. For sure. For sure. This might be as good a time as any to say why I think this is maybe one of the best trio of characters in any movie ever. It's better in than any the, movie ever. Here, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. It's better than the Ninja Turtles at representing people. It's better than Harry Potter at representing people. You have three characters here who are not represented by what their strengths are. They're not are people. They're, they're just... They're not. It's not about Automatons. these characters. The driving force of these characters isn't their strengths in this movie. It's not that they're good at leading team members or they're good at technology or they're you know whatever. These characters are defined by what their flaws are going in, and they're all very good flaws. One character is consumed by grief. One character is consumed by her enemies, what she's driven to take down, and one character is consumed by um, his own insecurity. And that's these. That's like really. These characters are really relatable, and I think it yeah. does. Get you like even if it's it's not like a thing that's really hammered. It's it's still a light fair movie, but th- these traits do make these characters like I would root for these guys. You like Sonya, you like Liu Kang, and you like Johnny Cage. Yeah, and that's uh, they have character motivation. Whereas when you compare to Street Fighter, you've got two characters out for vengeance against the same person, and then everybody else is just kind of there. Yeah, like no one has a reason to be involved. They just are. So Liu Kang goes back to his home, which is the Temple of the Order of Light is where he is. Grew. That what they call yeah, it? it I like, didn't even pay attention. But uh, it's uh, well, that's from the game. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a uh, uh, monks, a Shaolin monks that uh, raised him, and then he left because he didn't believe in in their in their teachings. Or as Raiden says, he was afraid of their teachings. Right. Which it's hard to tell because <laughs> it seems like Luke Kang genuinely just didn't agree, but uh, maybe Raiden was just wrong. So. He he goes to like mourn the loss of his brother, and they're telling him that I forget he wants to be a part of the tournament to avenge his brother and for nothing else. But they won't. They're give like him. you can't go just for vengeance; you'll right. die. Like yeah, they they kind of have the mindset that you have to be sort of pure of heart to put it a different yeah. way. And then Raiden shows up to kind of also like be like, "Hey, this shit's real. Magic's real." Right. And Liu Kang says, "No, you're an old beggar." I don't care. I'm going anyway. And then, and then Christopher <laughs> Lambert says, 
<laughs> does he do that before the boat? I think the first time he does no, it is he does on the it, boat. He does it after uh, he flips him, I believe. Um, Maybe. I he, can't remember. I think he laughs after. But the best part is, as he says you're a beggar, he's like, are you scared of a beggar? And he attacks Christopher Lambert Raiden. He flips him, but as he flips him onto his back, there's a thunder sound. There's, there's so <laughs> many so times. Stupid. There's so many times Raiden enters a scene and doesn't do anything magical, but thunder rolls. I think it's fantastic. You say stupid. I love that. I think a god should carry presents, yeah, right? I, I, and it should have extra features I just hate to this it. fucking, like, white savior thing. That's a problem. Okay. It's, it's like, because, well, like, it's all these Shaolin monks, and they all bow and kneel when Raiden shows up. And it's a white dude who is not white in the games. Right. So I have no idea, like, was just Highlander really hot at well, that point? Well, they wanted Sean Connery. Uh, actually, so which fucking, is ironic. God damn it. That you I, would say Highlander because he was also, well, of course, in Look Highlander. at it this way. Uh, no, that's in the sequel. Never mind. I was going to say they cast his family as white guys, too. But, True. Uh, right, right. Um, um, so this gives Liu Kang the justification to uh, go to the tournament. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you about. Back to Raiden real quick. Okay. Uh, the other person who was considered for the role outside of Sean Connery and also white Christopher Lambert was Danny Glover. How amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a Danny Glover Raiden. I can make an argument for for why Raiden doesn't I'm have to be too Japanese. Old here. For this shit. I'm there, a thousand years old. There is a thing. <laughs> Raiden isn't the creator of the monks, right? He's not like the creator god. He's not the creator deity. He didn't mm. make them in their image. Raiden no. is a is he's, a god from distant planes. He's from he's he comes from the Elder Gods and he came here and he found that the people that agreed with him most were monks in Asia. Right. And don't get me wrong, he's Asian in the games. But Danny Glover could have easily been Raiden because there's no reason in the sh- in the movie's canon that Raiden has to be Asian. Yeah, but in either case, an Asian actor or Danny Glover are both a person of color, <laughs> and they specifically did not cast wow, a person so of color. Wow, so you really just hate Scottish people. I hate them. Christopher Lambert's not Scottish. Oh, he's French, that's right. <laughs> wow, you really hate the French and Scottish I, people. I hate the French. You hate Highlanders, actually, because Sean Connery was also uh, uh, an immortal who... Uh, no, he he played an Egyptian in that. He was born as Egyptian. Wow, okay. Moving <laughs> on. Christopher Lambert was really good in this movie. Yeah. Anyways, so they all collect at the seaport uh, where Johnny Cage meets one of his... Uh, martial arts acting buddies art and also meets Liu Kang which doesn't make any fucking sense because Johnny Cage is in Hollywood he's in LA right mm-hmm. and ostensibly Liu Kang traveled from America back to the monastery which I assume would be in Asia and then over to Hong and Kong and then trap trap was it in Hong Kong where they left from? Hong Kong is where they uh, their boat was leaving from. Right? I don't see why it would be. I don't see why it would be too unreasonable for them to all leave from the same place. No, 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 it's not. I just thought he went back to America to catch this boat. No, no, no. I believe the boats in Hong Kong is I set think you're by right, I remember, Shang Tsung. I remember the, the as the master lower third. Um, yeah, yeah, and so it. Uh, and the, the boat only comes into one place because it's like an almost extra dimensional boat. Yes. Like it goes to an island that doesn't exist. Seemingly not even using the sails right, to propel itself. Right, they're all and rotten through. Moss is growing on the boat. And then Sonya Blade is also here. Mm-hmm. But she's still hunting Kano. She's not hunting Kano. down with the tournament. Jax right. is here too. Jax just is for also fans here the for no reason yeah. but to be just to be there. It's, uh, it's tough because like... If they're setting him up for a sequel, when they started this movie, they intended a trilogy, not including the prequel that we saw we have the trilogy yeah 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 <laughs> not including that but they intended a trilogy so you knew they were going to reincorporate Jax later even 
right. before the version we got. So I kind of get putting him here in this scene to then be able to reintroduce him later, um, but not for the rest of this movie. That's for sure. So they all board the ship. Johnny Cage and Liu Kang just walking on the ship. Sonya Blade boarding the ship as it's leaving because she sees Kano on it. Uh, and they set sail for Mortal Kombat Island. <laughs> and uh, so this part basically plays out like the cartoon that we saw. Well, <laughs> does it? <laughs> yes. Like in the yes, in the most basic plot to plot outline. Yeah. They're on the boat. Shang Sun comes Shang out. Shang Sung's on the boat. They all meet. First of all, there's a lot of aggression between them, just like in the cartoon. Sonny Blaze just waving a gun. She points the gun under Johnny Cage's chin and holds it there. Yeah, like, like I will blow your fucking head off if you don't tell me what I want to hear right now, bitch. Like is, I, I really <laughs> like, hope she has good trigger discipline. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I, all all of these things make me like these characters more. Yeah. Johnny Cage has a good like man. She's pointing a gun at my chin, but. Whew, I am attracted to her, and Sonya Blade is being a badass, and Liu Kang is just being so, like, emo. I'm only here for vengeance. You know what helps me with this movie versus Street Fighter? All three of these people are cast as people nobody knew, really, at the time, Yeah, either. Sonya Blade has just finished recording Billy Madison, but that's not out right, yet. Right. Oh. So, like, nobody knows her from that. She was doing some TV stuff, lots of soap opera-y type TV. Um He's- Casting is pretty perfect. And yeah, everyone is solid for their role. Johnny Cage feels like a Johnny Cage type. He also did soap opera type, like a beautiful man kind of stuff. Like not at all uh, a martial arts guy, but he fits perfectly. He does his scenes well. Um, And then Liu Kang was a Hong Kong stuntman. So like he's got the skills to do it, but he hasn't been a leading man in anything. Mm -hmm. And so as a trilogy, as a trilogy, as a trio, trio. They do fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And no one knows who they are, so they feel that much more believable. They feel like those will, characters. They will never see them again after this movie, which makes them it's feel awful. Which makes well, them feel for Kang. iconically uh, linked to these roles. Yeah. Well, no one sees Annihilation. See, so Yeah, okay. They then introduce Sub Zero and Scorpion, who both fight Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, and Johnny Cage, and then Raiden shows up to banish them away and then Wags they don't finger. even really fight. They just kind of show off their powers a little bit. But they, they, Sub Zero tries to attack one of them. Sub Zero grabs sure. the gun that uh, Sonya has yeah, and right. breaks it, and then Scorpion. don't they like chase him below decks Mm-mm. and do something? That, you're thinking of the cartoon. Right. No, there was a part where they like. No, they mm-hmm. don't. They don't go below they, deck. They followed okay. Shang Tsung below deck and then into okay. the cabin area. Well, in right. either case, we get Raiden shows up, tells them all to knock it off. And unlike the cartoon, they do knock it off forever. There's no multiple relapses into, yeah. now we attack again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, Rain uh, explains like what, what this all involves in shit. And then they see like an ominous thunderstorm or something. And then they go to the island. There's a big skull in the sky that comes down. Right. And Raiden says, it has begun. And then Shang Tsung says, it, it has, has begun. begun. <laughs> like immediately after. And I used to be like, I just I just said that. <laughs> like, and I'm also like, what does that mean? Like it has yeah, begun. What like, has begun? Yeah, well, like it's officially are they allowed to fight now. Yeah, like, I, I think so. I think it's like this is the I mean like Well they're not allowed to fight then because well, it's still actually the sanctioned fights. Here's the problem with this fucking tournament. They never explain the rules of this tournament. Yeah. Well they well, they vaguely do and then they break their own it, rules. They, it just does it makes no sense. Yeah. We'll go into it when we hit those scenes. But they get to the island. We get a, a funny little goof with Johnny Cage and all of his 
bags of luggage, luggage and yeah. he falls into the water. And um, we're also introduced to Katana and Reptile. Who's looking good. <laughs> using amazing CG. Holy shit. You got to think about the time. The only two like video game movies that come out were Mario Bros. and Dr- Double Dragon. They were financial flops. The money available, just, there just wasn't money available for this movie. All right, I mean, Paul W. S. Anderson has not directed a major Hollywood film. He didn't know what Reptile was going to look like before they made the movie. So you know, they just they went with it. When was this? Was this before MK three? When is this like in line? In the, oh, in the game in the timeline. I don't know. I know that it was based based off one right right it was based off of one but it introduced a lot of things from two i believe mk3 came out right before this okay actually released but was made before MK3 yeah, yeah, yeah was yeah. out so all right so we get this terrible cg monster reptile thing it looks like like if you want to imagine it imagine like randall from monsters inc but like with a vomit texture applied <laughs> to the entirety of its body that's fair that's what it looks like um they have a dinner. There's a dinner scene for like all the contestants, which is immediately interrupted <laughs> for like a like honorary fight to start the tournament. Yeah. They walk in, they flip all the tables over. All these guys with like they're just muscly guys, bare chested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oiled up. They've got red socks pulled over their heads. <laughs> just dangling on like over their and, So yeah. like the prequel cartoon, these were supposed to be the Tarkatan warriors, like Baraka is. Oh, okay. But they were like, mm, it's gonna cost a lot to <laughs> to make up, up a whole to make a lot of Barakas. Yeah. So let's just put oil on them instead. Sure. <laughs> and boy, did they look good. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was a lot of muscly dudes, and they they it, it was like, oh shit. They they. I mean, this is this looks like a fighting force. They yeah. look really silly, but they look yeah. like a fighting force. And so they, one of the soldiers fights Sub Zero. Well, he <laughs> he, he jumps at him, breaches <laughs> <He jumps, laughs> at him. Sub Zero freezes him, and then he hits the ground and just shatters. And uh, that's what Sub-Zero can do. Flawless victory. I hate that so much. It's said like five or six times I in the movie. It's said twice. It's said it. No, it's, it's only relevant twice. It's said more times than it's relevant. You think he like says that in his sleep? It's like Shanks. Like, Flawless it's, I can tell you four times it's said. No, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, four times it's said. Well, let's just let it come up naturally in the, in the course of the story here. All right, we'll Fair count. Enough. That's one. All right. One, one flawless victory. One flawless but, victory. I mean, look, Dylan, again... This is this is a movie that's doing it aware of itself. That's it fine. It's up. still bad. I can still think it's like a bad execution or bad choice. I think that's a bad creative choice, and that's just my taste profile. That's my sensibilities. I think that kind of thing drives me up a wall. Who hurt you? But it was child? legitimately a flawless victory. Yeah, I mean, look, look, Shang Tsung was saying there. Wow, Sub Zero didn't lose any health. Flawless victory. Oh, so the health is can be perceived. <laughs> can, maybe if you're a spirit master, <laughs> necromancer god hovering above mm-hmm. Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. Moving on, Sonya takes advantage of this to uh, sneak off and find where Kano is. Uh, Liu Kang and Johnny Cage follow. Meanwhile, we get our first look at Puppet Hand. Yeah, uh, Goro, three fingered, three fingered monster uh, watching from the shadows. He looks kind of longing in this scene where he's just like, <laughs> like feeling the window. Like, yes. oh, I wish I could hang out with them. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have to wait back here. Shanks Sung's love of dramatics keeps me away from the crowd. <laughs> they walk off. So we get these fucking characters. We get uh, Sonya Blade complaining about how she works alone. Because she is a strong, independent woman. She only woman. trusts herself. She only trusts herself. And 
Then we get Johnny Cage delivering this great line. We can't help it. It's a guy, it's a guy thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Well, it was the nineties. It was. It was a good I time think... to be a guy. <laughs> oh. a, I mean, it's, t- it's still. It, it always is like, right. a good time to be a guy. But, but it is. It is there, a real there was guy. A lot of machismo in the nineties, where and, like, I mean, I you know, like people were really caught up in an idea that that persisted obviously from well before it as just well. These characterizations are just the most surface level characterizations I could see. Disagree. Like, yeah. Right. I don't agree. I with just that. said earlier, There's more Johnny Cage them. has this, this 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 ego problem, right? Yeah, and that's all that should. No, it's no, like it's like insecurity he, too. He's a witty guy. Witty Hollywood man, and then Sonya Blade is like an independent. Sorry, have you seen Star for herself? Wars? Do you know about Han Solo? It's <laughs> like, better characterizations than this movie, man. Johnny Cage literally at several points of the movie says he's like afraid and stuff too. He's he, he, it's okay. So two emotions. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's reflecting the spectrum of his character, though. The spectrum of he presents himself one way, he feels another. That is depth. We're going to disagree on this for the movie. I do disagree. But I have a problem with it. Moving on. And Luke Kang is also there. He's just there. Luke he's just Kang. there because he also wants yeah. to get to Shang Tsung. And um, well, he's just trying to fight Shang Tsung. He doesn't care about the tournament. Yeah, he still doesn't care about the. His tournament. His goal is get there, beat the shit out of him. So but, they find Kano, uh, chowing down. Yeah, masterful performance. I, yeah. I got chomping so, on this turkey leg. I got so pissed when he bit into the turkey leg and then just spit it out into this yeah. giant metal pot. <laughs> I was like, what was, what was the point of doing that? I Some love the sound. Just like to get a bite and then suck out all the grease. It's the mouth feel. Just, yeah. 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 Uh, you can chew through more turkey that way. So, right. more turkey. so interesting thing about Kano. He was not. Uh, he was supposed to be Asian in the original game. Okay. Oh. They cast this guy. He cast himself as an Australian. He did the whole Australian voice for the character. He, he they, is Australian. Or no. He's, he's, oh, the actor's that's not Australian. the thing. The I'm, actor is not Australian, but nobody knew that. It was so convincing. And, and because they liked it so much, it became the character for the game. Yeah, that is Kano. Yeah. So like he had an impact on the, the lore and canon of Mortal Kombat forever by playing as an Australian man. Apparently, that's, he does have Australian family members, so that kind of gave him a little edge on doing the accent and whatnot, but... Not an Australian. So Kano, Kano, Sonia, <laughs> baby, oh, she's so flipping hot. But what a choice to be like. I'm gonna go into this this audition. What do I need to do that sets me apart? I'll well, be Australian. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. But it does have the gruffness that suits like an outlaw yeah, character. Yeah, so it's so good. It works. Goro is kind of like manning him up. He's like, "Oh, you're king of. You think you're well, king well, of? Well, well, before that, we don't know." The other person he's talking to. Well, um, now we know. Joe just said it. No, I'm going to. No. <laughs> we need to set this up properly. We don't know who he's talking to, but his shadow is being cast on the wall. And then who they show, Joe? Goro? Yeah. I'm confused, Dylan. He said, oh. seems like this was a big reveal to you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. You know, we also did know it was Goro before that because in the scene where Johnny Cage is being his one dimensional masculine asshole for you, he also. Then uh, they see Goro's shadow, the big forearm monster, and he says, okay, you go ahead, Sonya. You check it out. And he's like, I'm going to get out of here because there's a giant forearm monster over oh, there. Oh, that's right. So yeah. there's his depth. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, we knew it was Goro. We saw his hand. We saw his arms. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Everything going into this. We knew what we were dealing with. And so Goro intimidates Kano. Yeah, Goro. Yeah. Because like, you know, Kano has like no honor. Basically, like he's here for for kicks and Tagoro, this is like a big deal. 
in Shang Tsung is his master. Also, the animatronics, the the suit that is that is Goro. It's, it's a complicated part of this movie to appreciate. It was an attempt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was thirteen puppeteers to make Goro work. Wow, he kept breaking down constantly <laughs> on set. They had to film everything in a warehouse in California because they were afraid to move it to Thailand with the rest of the movie because they were saying it just broke down so, so much. They just blue screened them. Well, they did some green screening, but they mostly did everything like in a warehouse, like oh, just rebuild sets. I got you. I got, there I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, it, it, a pretty pretty decent ding, honestly. Yeah, like it was an attempt, but it definitely is like, yeah. oh, that's what he looks I like. I think what bothered me the most was how tall his torso was because the, well, it'll accommodate the extra arms, right? But, but the, it looks weird. But the thing is, like, if you look at like how he looks in the games, mm-hmm. or like you look at Machamp, like the Pokemon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the second set of arms, they kind of put like underneath the armpits a bit. The thing is, you really have to value the pec muscles (laughs) and and understand like how much those are used in in your forearm wrestling. That's true. Either way, you're you're saying you're setting your expectations for what forearmed creatures look like um, based on Pokemon. I mean, come on! You're shaming you're shaming (laughs) Goro's body right now. What you're doing? He has too tall a torso. It just looks gross. Anyways. So Shang Tsung defends Kano a little bit. He's like, I didn't bring him here for nothing. This guy does get shit done. So, uh, you know, Kano gets he, Kano is definitely afraid of Goro, yeah. but and this is the first hint of what I assume you were talking about before when Shang Tsung tells Kano, "Remember, in your fight against Sonya, do not kill her. Yes, humiliate her. Right. I have plans. Yes, those all come back. Okay, well, so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come see. back. We'll, we'll come see. back. To it this. does come. Back. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know what Nick's talking about. All right, so they." What happens here? Like they know that Liu Kang, Sonya, and Johnny are spying on them, right? Uh, yeah, Shang Tsung definitely does. Like yeah. says, uh, "We it. are not alone." And, and then they all walk off. Yeah, and then <laughs> they walk away. Like so, they 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 summon some of the the ninja warriors. They run in. The guys just kind of casually. The heroes casually walk away. They spot Katana, and they're like, "Oh, I think she wants us to follow." Liu Kang goes after her. Ends up running into reptile. Is that already? Because I thought they fight the dudes now. No. Okay. Okay. Because this, this, I mix it up then. This happens in this specific order, which I found baffling. Those guys never catch up to them in this moment. Like they're chasing after them, presumably. They're kind of just slowly walking away. So I don't know why the scenes yeah. are edited like this. So they, they follow Katana, or rather, Liu Kang follows Katana alone. Johnny and Sonya are just like, Lou, wait, don't. Wait, stop. <laughs> yeah. So he gets alone. And while he's looking for Katana because she's being elusive, I guess. She's so sexy that way. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, an invisible reptile sprays something in his face and blinds him for a moment. Right. Then Johnny catches up with them. Lou's like, oh, I lost her because the thing got in my face. Um, he's like, this way. And he starts leading them down a hallway that is like cobwebbed over. And they have to part each cobweb through every arch that they pass through. And he's like, she went this way. I know it. <laughs> He's like, how do you know? I can smell her perfume. And then that leads them right back to the dining room Great. where all of the warriors are that they rushed in. <laughs> in Johnny Cage's defense, this is a magical island. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense that nobody questioned she went this way. I know because there are sheets of webbing that I have to move in order to go this way. Right. right. 
Um, so they're back in yeah. this room. They have a fight with all these faceless baddies. Yeah. Uh, they beat them all, and then like 10 times the number shows up. Yeah, well, Raiden shows up and is like, slow oh. clap. Yeah. Right. You <laughs> think you're really impressive, huh? How would you like to join the Avengers Initiative? <laughs> I'm building a team. Yeah. It, it, it is a moment of like, they think that they're like, oh, shit, all right, we're cool, we're cool, we can beat these guys, and they show a bunch, but... It is kind of the first moment where you realize what the action is going to be like in this movie. Right. It's the first like real fight. Well, and this is a huge ding. Every hit in this movie, just about like 98% of the hits is swing a punch, cut to the hit. Swing yes. a punch, cut to the hit. And there's always like a like a one second delay between like the art, the speed of the hit and then they cut to the other one and the hit should have already landed. But it's still coming. But they have to re-record. Well, like they- that's actually good. It, it, what that, that even like Jackie Chan will say, you do want to extend the time it takes to make a hit if you if you cut because it makes it feel more impactful. If you do it like like immediately they're pulling away, then it takes power from the hit. But it would be better to show it all in one motion. To show it all, you 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 have a camera, like, yeah, not where cut. the punch, yeah, there's no cuts. That's a very American style action yeah. thing. It was actually, it, <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the reason that there are the cuts like this is because of Robin Shu who played uh, Liu Kang because w- Paul Davis Anderson never filmed an action movie before filmed all of his fight scenes wide angle and wanted to see like the full range of movement of these fighters. But everybody was like winded after two scenes. They're like, we can't keep going like this. Robin said, I've been in Hong Kong cinema for years. Here's how you do it. You do a couple wide shots and then everything else is just close ups on the fists. The action in this movie is not great. It is no. passable at best yeah. for action movies. Like even is, the the Raiden like flipping Liu Kang over was like so like <laughs> like lifeless. I don't know. The thunder limp. was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. If we're just going to like uh, critique the the Foley work, yes, the thunder was um, good. Raiden, really great sound editing in this whole movie, actually. Well, honestly, I think there's the the the, the sound editing and even the cinematography. Yeah. Uh, even though, like the shot composition, I should say, versus uh, you know editing, um, the shot composition was generally pretty great. Uh, your 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 eyes were guided to the things you needed to see. Yeah. And the sets, some some of them look cheap, some of them look really good. Yeah. There's a lot of they were always well used. used. A lot of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Type yeah. shit in this. But it was a cool place. It was a cool yeah. setting. As a kid, that didn't bother me in the right. slightest. So. Raiden uh, escorts them out before they yeah. have to deal with all these the, other all bad the ninja guys. warriors are like, oh, I don't want to fight yeah. Raiden. And so they they uh, he does his I don't think so and his right, finger lights up. It's a little reincorporated later as well. And he um, lectures them. This is like one of multiple times where he like lectures them about what they need to, mm-hmm. to keep in focus and with the tournament and everything. And then we get our first tournament fight. The next day, it's Liu Kang versus... Some guy, somebody, yeah, Tiger Man. Um, it's cool. Oh, he does have like a yeah. Everything he does has little tiger sounds, which is totally ridiculous. But I'm okay with it. I like it. Uh, it was a cool fight. They fight in the sand. They fight with some sticks. There's a ring that they they watch. Um, well, all of the fights with like like on this like beach shore, or whatever, whatever, wherever they're shooting, uh, is it's a gorgeous place. Yeah. Thailand. It is Thailand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. That that adds so much production value to yeah. it, just that they've chosen really good spots. So they fight. Uh, Liu Kang wins. Does uh, he? He does. That's a shocker at this point in the Changes movie. Changes the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Shang Tsung goes up to the guy who's on the ground now because like 
Liu Kang did like a double like foot kick. He like jumped up in the air and like mm-hmm. pushed him back, and that like incapacitated him. And uh, Shang, Shang Tsung, Tsung sucks him out. He just yep sucks that soul <laughs> right out. Um, he goes, "Your soul is mine." And uh, this actor who's playing number Shang two. Tsung. He's 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 actually so he's hamming it up here like he's really chewing the scenery as Shang Tsung. He is actually a really good actor. Uh, he's in um, the Man in High Castle, and he plays like uh, the Minister of Trade. In yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy. Oh wow, and he's fantastic. In I that. love like, him. He, in that. He's got dramatic presence. He honestly reminds me of Ken Watanabe a little bit in the way he's very. He's got a very kind of grim presence. Um, We're gonna uh, he, he see him again on this podcast. When he plays Hihachi in the Tekken movie. Oh, really? Wait, li- is there not as, as a cartoon voice? Live action. Oh, wow. That's coming up I soon. I know that. Um, so he basically, every time there's a fight and one of the, the fighters loses, he takes their soul because that's what Shang Tsung does and it makes him more powerful. Seems like a reason not to participate in these fights. <laughs> if you don't want your soul taken. Well, well no, if you don't want to give the ultimate bad guy more power what's right. the alternative though? right you can't choose it's, not to at this i guess point. it just seems real like silly that no one's like oh this is uh, did we mention bad. the stakes actually i don't know if we said it. we haven't actually well, we skipped over that entirely I mean, if you've listened to our previous episode <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> your fault if you don't know what's going on at this point uh <laughs> this- every generation the best fighters of earth realm and the best fighters of outworld fight each other for dominion over both and mm, not dominion over both the right to cross over into the other right but also if you win 10 tournaments in a row you claim victory over both dominions i'm i don't think you immediately win earth i think the problem so the, the, if i'm not mistaken the setup is if earth loses the 10th tournament then the portals will open between Earth Realm and Outworld, and Shang Shao Kahn, the Emperor of Outworld, will be able to send his armies in and invade. He won't immediately gain right. Earth, but he will definitely destroy Earth. He'll when be he gets able there. to. He'll yeah, have the power to do it. Is a, it effectively, is yeah, yeah, effectively but, giving him dominion. But, uh, but these these plot points matter, Dylan. <laughs> of course, <laughs> especially I'm sorry. when none of this matters at the end of this movie and the beginning of Annihilation, and they're just like, eh, yeah, we cheated. So, so that fight happens. Uh, we get our second fight. Which is the Sonya Blade fight, right? Yeah, okay. Sonya Blade. Making sure I got this in the correct Kano. order. Kano. Sonya Blade fights Kano. Finally, she gets her revenge. Kano calls her baby so many fucking times mm. in this fucking baby. fight. Hey, baby. Look at this knife here, baby. Oh, you Sl- miss this knife. <laughs> Slowly turning into Austin Powers. <laughs> Do I make you Randy, baby? Does this knife make you Randy? It killed your partner. <laughs> so uh it's 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 a, it's a pretty bad fight <laughs> yeah well it, it's good stakes because it's sonya versus kano but there's so many moments where they they hit each other and then they just go <sighs> breathe it like breathe and stand around each I other like this actress does give a good performance whenever she's in a fight like yeah when people fight in movies there's Especially, very little reaction from them. Yeah. But when she gets hit on the ground she's she, like Ooh. she will scream yeah. she yeah she will like contort in pain yeah. like you know, like a human would. And the, she's not a martial arts no. actress. Like, she came from totally different types of acting into this. Also, last minute, because she was supposed to be Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz was supposed to have this, this part. This actress was supposed to play Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yes, in, yeah, in, in the Mortal Cameron Kombat. Diaz 1994 biopic. Yeah. Um, no, uh, she was supposed to be played by, Sonya was supposed to be played by Cameron Diaz. 
Cameron backed out the last minute and they called her up and was like, you are a number two. Do you want in? And they let her in. That's cool. And you know, or we'll not let her in, but they gave her the part. So she had to learn everything between learning lines while on set, like just a wild rapid well, fire experience for her. And she did great. I yeah. Think. I think she was, she was pretty darn sound. As Sonya. Yeah. It was the editing of the fight though. Like the choreography sure, of it sure. left a lot of these moments where it was just like, it's weird that they're not doing anything here. So like Kano could just keep on kicking her. Yeah. There's a lot of fights like this where they take pauses. But then again, there are there are the, there is the the classic mid fight pause in Mortal Kombat where you beat him in the first round. Yeah. Then you got to step back. Yeah. Like, All right, get up. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's not a huge flaw. So Sonya Blade finally um, traps him between her, her legs. Yeah. Yeah. Between her ankles. Says, oh, give me a break, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this is where Shang Tsung tells Sonya to finish him. Yeah. Which. Seems to imply that he wants to corrupt her. I can see why you you think that. I think he wants everyone to finish everyone because he gains the soul regardless. Right. But he has a particular interest. I disagree with in what his Sonya. interest is. I think you. I think you have misread it in a reasonable way. I yes, now see exactly. what you're what yes. you, what you've seen. Um, I think it was. I think there there's a level of these fights end in a finish him, and Sonya's not gonna fuck around with it. Yeah. So I guess it was between this and then the previous scene where he mentioned Sonya. Right. I was like, it's a different plan. But, okay. So here's another thing though. Up to this point, Shang Tsung has looked at her longingly a couple times and, and, and done a little bit of like lip smacking about her. Like, Oh, she's, she just makes me feel a certain way. And I just, I think that's just <laughs> you, Joe. That's <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. Sonia is, is yes, but I I, I th- I'm not crazy. There, there's definitely moments where sure. he, he, where he's being very creepy about it because I think, I think he's the- creepy in a different way. I mean, let's let's face it. Like that actor, the Shang Tsung actor, his mouth does like eighty percent of the acting in this movie. Eyebrows, <laughs> that character. That I, too. Those eyebrows are locked in one position, and it is villain. Like, right. <laughs> villain mode <laughs> activate. Yeah, set eyebrows to villain. Actually, that is just his face. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> But so, he does have very villainous eyebrows. So uh, Sonya ultimately uh, kills Kano. Kano. Snaps well, the original script. She was supposed to let him live oh. and resist uh, the tournament, it's like the, the whole temptation. deal. Yeah. So it is interesting that you point this out, even though it's not what they were going for. Uh, it was just decided on like on the day of filming. They were like, let's try one where you kill him, and they went with that. The reason they that that Sonya did matter to him though will disappoint you. Yes, very much <laughs> because it it counteracts other things that are said in the movie and it doesn't matter. So both things just are and totally it's pointless. Dumb. Yeah, but, it's totally dumb. Uh, then we cut to another a really good fight. I, I think I, I get the sense in this next scene, this next fight, that Johnny Cage is the favorite of the writers because mm. mm-hmm. I think he gets the best stuff in this right. movie. So he's, he's walking through some woods. They're just it's some like very woods. symmetrical, like yeah. all the trees are planted. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's like a, a tree garden kind of thing. Grove. Yeah. Um, in, re- in reality, it's a plantation. And uh, uh, Scorpion shows up, shows yeah. off his little hand wound yeah. where the thing. So yeah, comes unlike out. the video games where he just has like a, a harpoon, sp- uh, yeah, like a harpoon like spear type one. thing. Yeah, he uh, instead has a creature that resides in his hand and can extend itself. It's it's. Hundreds of feet. It's like the alien tongue. Yeah, kind right? of like a pointier version. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I I love it. 
I think it's fantastic. It's such a weird creative choice. Yeah, to it make doesn't, it sentient. It doesn't jive with the games or anything. Yeah, but because like the, the the being a demon, because I mean that's what Scorpion is, being like a specter or whatever, and being able to just like summon a demon. Like it's like very Ghost Ridery, right? Like summoning mm-hmm. a chain with a spear on it. Just, yeah, like that. It, that makes it works sense. as is. Right. If there's anything disappointing about it, is that he never gets to land it yeah like if he had just landed it on some random goon i would have yeah. been like cool like let him yeah. pull someone up and then just fuck him up but he but- does get to shout get over here <laughs> yeah as voiced directly by ed boone yeah. but also he keeps after, on shouting after it gets get, tangled up get, get. after it gets tangled up because johnny cage does some does some weaving around the trees right he says come back here <laughs> <laughs> i think ed boone must have just been in the recording booth just yucking it up. I mean, he must have been. I mean, the guy is pretty, doing... like if you ever seen an interview with that guy, like yeah. he, he's 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 all about hanging it up. Sure. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cage though does manage to get him to shoot it straight into a tree, and it really grossly like, like the big splats. splatters, and there's yeah. like blood on the tree, right. and it's pretty satisfying actually that little yeah. hit. And Johnny... Johnny Cage runs up to him, does a flying kick, portal to hell, and this is where the fight was supposed to end. What? Really? Yeah. So originally, they they did a cut of the movie. He shadow kicks him, kills him with the shadow kick, and that's the end of Scorpion. Uh, they did the test screenings of the movie, and they were like, well, this needs a little bit more. Yeah, holy shit. So the entire Hell Dimension sequence that follows, where Which he is kicks like my him favorite through a portal, right, was added on and was not choreographed by the same fight choreographer as the rest of the movie. That kind it's of explains a lot. choreographed by Robin Shue. Oh, okay. Huh. So they do this entirely different sequence that was a, a shoot after the movie where they are now in like a fiery red hell dimension with skulls everywhere. And actually, that's the thing that makes this scene stand out to me the most is not necessarily the choreography, which is like good enough yeah. for a fight. It is the setup, which is there's just all this stuff. Yeah. There's, there's these weird ladders and rafters and everything is lit just right where yeah. there's just so much going on to look at in this place that's like, whoa, this feels otherworldly. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a good, presumably cheap set. Like I, I don't think they spent a lot of money to put this thing together. So, is it right. actually supposed to be hell or outworld? Um, I interpret it, is it completely as outworld. I just call it a hell dimension because whatever. Right. But I mean, I, who knows what it is? He is like a revenant kind of thing. Yeah, and he has yeah. an attachment to hell. So, I, I always thought of it as, as hell. But so the fight carries on. Fight carries on. He ends up picking up a shield. Uh, a, yeah, a shield with spikes all around it. Which I read was supposed to be a reference to the oh, hat that um, uh, Kung Lao Kung, Kung Lao. Lao wears, but yeah. it doesn't. I don't doesn't fully buy. I can see it because it's bladed on the. I guess on the so. Edge. So he picks that up. Scorpion hits it with uh What does he hit it with his scorpion yeah. tail thing? No, it's fire. Does he? he, oh, he, he pulls, right. pulls his mask off and that's it's just right. skull underneath. Yeah, he, which is also good. Like adding that to the character in a scene that yeah. wasn't even originally in the movie. Like, oh, by the way, he can take his face off, um, which was in the games, of course, but. The effects on the like fire pouring out of his body was the, the, really like good. orange lava yeah, like, fire. Yeah. Like yeah, when he cuts him in half with the uh, shield and then cuts his head off. Yeah, uh, he head like open. He like slices into the skull like at an angle, so it's not like a clean like yeah. horizontal cut. It's like this weird like diagonal, diagonal slash through. Yeah, of the skull. Uh, it looks fantastic. It does. It's so metal. <laughs> How does so, Johnny Cage get back? <laughs> yeah, never explained because <laughs> not, not a scene that was like supposed to be in the movie. So doesn't really need to be explained yeah. in the context. I mean, he kind of shadow thing. kicked him in there. Maybe he can shadow kick his way out. But I don't know. Just him hopping around. Or, or maybe text. the hell dimension kind of ejects you once yeah. its master is dead. Because I kind of feel like it's 
Scorpion's private hell in my in my my head cannon. Sure. I don't know. His mind palace. His mind palace. So uh we have that fight, and then we go to our third fight, which is on a beach, and now it's between Liu Kang. Fourth fight. Fourth fight. Yes, you're Liu right. Kang and Sorry. Katana. Yeah, I meant third like official fight because like the, the giant of the Cage tournament. One, like, yeah. Um okay. Katana is not super down to like kill him here. She's just she's just here to like lose easily and give him and some warn him yeah. yeah about like what what to uh be prepared for in, in his With, next fight and also to have like a lot of real close body touching flirting yeah uh, there's a lot of like i'm gonna throw you well, i'm gonna throw you and now we're hugging so <laughs> this gets to the point because like Liu kang decides not to kill her which is that an option well you i, I don't think you're allowed to kill katana because she's a princess but that's also not Shang Tsung says this fight's over anyhow. You disappoint me. Yeah, Katana. like I think Shang Tsung. I was trying to figure that out when I was watching it. I think Shang Tsung understands that the two of them aren't properly fighting because they're not trying to hurt each other. They're just kind of like tumbling around the sand. Because it's just poorly communicated. It is throughout I, that fight. I think if it you is. know the story of Mortal Kombat a little bit, it makes a little bit more sense. Katana is a prisoner of our world essentially, and she's. But if she's participating in Mortal Kombat, her life is not not willingly though well yeah but but i mean i i think shao i think shang sung wouldn't dare kill katana you wouldn't I dare i think it's just that he felt like this was like a he knew what was going on yeah the important takeaway from the scene is a beautiful beautiful cryptic delivery <laughs> uh does anybody have the exact yes quote? I, it's a to win your next match use the element that gives life <sighs> which really <Yeah>. stumped me <laughs> Like, oh, were you, you trying to riddle it out? Yeah, I was like, okay, that could be like three different things. Like, mm-hmm. fire could yeah. be that. I yeah. women, <laughs> women are the element. <laughs> we'll see that periodic table. Yeah. Foods, foods, food stuffs. Yeah, it it is really uh, it's cryptic, pointless. Because what is she trying to do? She could have just said, "Use water in the next fight." Yeah, there's no reason but she couldn't also, say that. Also, how does she know? Yes. That's the other thing. Like, who is she talking to to know the fight schedule? Right. And, <laughs> well, she got the itinerary. Excuse me. She is a princess. Yeah. She has. She probably can pull strings. Loyal people. She, she yeah. went to the pre-turning meeting mm-hmm. where they had said what the <laughs> yeah. lineup was before. They had lots of interns saying, okay, we're thinking um, uh, Liu Kang and Sub-Zero at six o'clock on the Friday in the. Uh, ooh, in that'll the, be um, good. That'll be real good. In Hall C. Hall C. <laughs> is that good? Hall everyone? C. Hall C. Oh, no, Hall C is taken up by uh, 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 the Scorpion fight. Okay, Hall D, no water in there. Let's make sure. No water. <laughs> no water, guys. This is a big deal. No water. And she's like taking notes in the back. No water. Water bad for some zero. Okay. All right. But like she has, she's like just writing so fast. She's like, the element that brings life. <laughs> and then later she forgets. And she's like, I know it's important. If you can figure this out, whatever I wrote here is real the life important. Of me. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and immediately goes to the next scene, which is the fight. Yeah. Liu Kang, back-to-back fights for Liu Kang, I guess. I mean, he is he is probably the the most reliable action star they can use to sure. put in more fights. Raiden very subtly drops two buckets of water in the middle of the fight arena and then walks off. Sub Zero and, and Liu Kang do some and then Sub Zero starts charging up his ice beam. Yeah, like he's like freezing the he's entire like area. area. I do like the, this kind of it's a bad CG effect, but the bubble does like catch Liu Kang a little bit. And yeah, and hurts kind of, Yeah, and it's like oh, good communication. Yeah, he's, he's the big like ice bubble around him. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and then or magic bubble that's freezing <laughs> things. I should say katana Cold in the bubble. corner, and you're like, okay, I get it. They're they're they're. But then as it shows, they're also they have to give the voiceover. <laughs> Play the line again. Use the element which it's brings life. Like we just life. saw that scene. <laughs> oh my god, the Less subtlety of a nuclear <laughs> weapon. Yeah. This is, this is definitely a problem, <laughs> all right? I'm pretty sure Liu Kang is like, I get it. Water. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's like, he, he does. He, he looks at her, hears the line in his head, looks down at the floor and is like, water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he takes a pail of water and then throws it into Sub-Zero's And somehow cold physics bubble. doesn't make any sense because the force of throwing that, like if you didn't like heave the bucket so that the water ejects from it yeah then you would have the water kind of like making a wall at the back of the bucket it would freeze the bucket the bucket would become top heavy in the back and it's kind of spin around and and maybe you throw it you know i've thrown half full water bottles right exactly you wouldn't get the ice spear that somehow forms and then leaves the bucket (laughs) behind and then pierces sub-zero like sticks him to the wall and then also freezes Sub Zero. I got the sense that the ice didn't freeze him, but that his power was like right, uncontrolled yeah, as he yeah, died. Frozen blood, yeah, flowing free. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, flawless victory. <laughs> flawless victory. Has right. there been another flawless victory up to this point? Where they say that? Because I don't. Um, they said it twice, I, didn't they? Well, okay. So uh, the times I can think of. Let me see. I can I can think of three other times, so we're at one so far. Luke and they is the first one, right? They have not yet been said. We're about to get one, though. Okay. Um, so we got one. The very next scene is Goro killing everyone in the planet, which is so <laughs> weird. Oh, it's like a montage. Right? Yeah, it's I a montage of just people getting like thrown to the ground by Goro. They're dead, dead, yeah. dead, dead, dead. All these other fighters, and then we get Art Lean, who we haven't really talked about. Art Lean is first introduced when they're all getting on the boat to go off to Mortal Kombat Island. Uh, he's another fighter from, they say London, except he's definitely an American. So yeah, that he has no English accent. But they're like, oh, oh, you're from London, right? He could have lived there. Sure, sure. sure totally. Cheers, mate. Yeah. He's reading <laughs> a, he's reading a tabloid um, that has Johnny Cage on it that's like fake and yeah. in Chinese, some other letters. Uh, and then Johnny Cage gets mad. He's like, hey, man, don't let him get to you. I know you're the real deal. Seen some of your films. Then later... They kind of hang out again when Goro first comes out and he's just like terrified staring at Goro. He's like, what the fuck is this? No, I'm sorry. It's Sub-Zero. He's staring at Sub-Zero. When, oh, uh, right. Sub-Zero ices the guy. He's like, what the fuck is this? So now the third time we see Art Lean in the entire movie, we're supposed to care about him. <laughs> but the, the third time we see him, he's getting ready for his Goro fight. So he's just like, you know, practicing in the ring. I think he seemingly doesn't know he's going to fight Goro. Yeah, yeah. Because Goro doesn't know what he's in for. And he does. He is like, what? Katana didn't warn him to bring the element that gives life. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Bring the element that kills Goro. (laughs) Um, Which is? (laughs) They didn't say it in the meeting. (laughs) She just warned everybody before every fight. Like, I got you. Shang Tsung is always like, disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, So Goro picks him up and head bashes him just beats the shit out of this dude kills art lean directly it's a it's a it's a pretty good scene just to see like like, like even the goro animatronic is not the best they they use it as best they can right i mean i think given the failing animatronics it should have been a better fight it should have been a lot cooler than it was but, but it did its thing and then Sheng Tsung says flawless victory but this is not a flawless victory 
because Artlene kicked Goro in the chest at one point and made him stagger back. He does not, in fact, say flawless victory at this time. He does. I, I googled it. On this Wikipedia page, it says it's flawless victory is only used twice in the Mortal Kombat film. That's I don't what believe I you. Thought. I don't believe you. I'm Let's gonna confirm look it up. afterwards. All right. And maybe we could edit it in to confirm post and post. <laughs> or, I mean, I will, I'll say like when the other point is because it's, it's later well, on. It's where he the says end. It. It's, yeah. it's the very final. And it's not said by Shang Tsung, right? It's Well, we'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm, it there's matters a, a lot to there's me. There's an okay? order. I, because I said originally there was only two. And I feel uh, now validated aggressively. I'm, I'm still disagreeing and I'm looking up proof. Well, let's we'll confirm later. Because um, I'm fairly confident he says it here. But the the our heroes are on are kind of down right now. Right, like we've well, been winning, well, but and we have now spurred Johnny Cage into rage, into vengeance himself because he wants to avenge Art. You know right. this character we care so much about, and so he is going to challenge Goro well, himself. There is a there's a moment where Raiden talks to each other and he's like, "Hey, you guys, here's your problems. If you fight for vengeance, you'll lose. If you fight to you know clear, well, Sonya doesn't really matter at this point, but she's already killed Kano. Her thing's done. If you if Johnny Cage, if you rush into a fight dumbly, you'll lose. And then Johnny Cage is like, "I'm rushing into a fight. I've got an idea." And then he runs off and Raiden smiles and it's like, well, "What did you want, Raiden?" Yeah, he's like, <laughs> they, they finally learn what they need to learn. It's like, what did they what what? <laughs> you told them one thing you did this weird like you know double play thing like if you actually wanted them to do the opposite of what you wanted to do like just tell them straight out like there's no need for like there was no because the thing Raiden tells them not to do is rational and then Johnny Cage does the opposite which is actually what Raiden wants but it's right. not it's it's rash Johnny so Cage it doesn't make sense it seems rash but actually it's very rational because Johnny Cage has two really good plans Punch Goro in the balls mm-hmm. and push him off a cliff, yeah. which is pretty great. Which is what happens. <laughs> yeah, in I the actually next find scene. it interesting because Raiden seems mad that Johnny Cage makes the deal he makes. We talk about the deal while I was looking stuff up. Yes, this is okay. exactly what we went over. He, so, and then he says, and then he smiles as he runs off, as but, if he wanted. But to did do we it. say what the the deal was? The, the conditions of the deal. Oh, what that deal? They, that they both of them have to agree to the fight. No, the conditions of the deal are. I get to fight Goro now, even though he wasn't scheduled to fight him yet. And in return, Shang Tsung gets to either challenge the victor of that fight, which would imply that he's either challenging Johnny or Goro, or anyone else I want to challenge. Right. Which, how is it in Johnny Cage's power to be like, I guess you can challenge anyone. <laughs> his power or his interest. Well, I completely yeah. missed that. No, that's, well, that's the thing that comes back to right, right. Comes Sonya. Back because so he can challenge anyone based on this deal with Johnny Raiden's like I don't think so and then he's like too late we already agreed you can't no take backs <laughs> like he says yeah Johnny said but, so we have to well, this is like Shang Tsung is like the rules are quite clear I'm like are they they've right. never been stated in the span of this movie so the the critical plan here just to reveal it is that after he does punch Goro in the balls and we've said kicks him off the cliff um, which, by the way, Goro has four fucking arms, hangs onto the cliff That's with one hand, <laughs> and will not use his other arms to even paw at I'm a grass spot. I'm sorry. Have you not seen? I have Mortal seen Kombat. exactly how it happens in Journey Let's Begins. Let's not forget the important callback here, where uh, Johnny Cage this says, "This is to where Goro, you fall down." Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, cool. so, so that's all fantastic. But because that's happening, and because he's pissed off that Johnny Cage is in fact killing Goro, he ends up 
somehow getting his hands on Sonya Blade and takes her to Outland to Outworld because he is allowed to challenge anyone because of Johnny Cage. And the other part of the condition of the deal was that he could change the location of the combat so he can take it to Outworld. I completely missed that, but I I did. All in there. This is what Shang Tsung was talking about. He said, I have plans for Sonya. There's other times where he says flawless victory. If you go back and check the Look, man, I know all of this stuff. I'm always right. Shang Tsung (laughs) had plans for Sonya. Sonya was supposed to be pulled away and be a bad combat that he could easily beat. Right, and which is so shitty. There's a lot of problems with this. Sonya does become a damsel in distress who gets dressed up as one. Right. Yeah. She. This is a character who's all about like female empowerment. And they're right. Just and like, all of a sudden, no, they're like nosedive. She needs to get saved. <laughs> so so. And so. the implication that like, and even Raiden says like, she definitely can't beat Shang Tsung. She'll which die. Which is weird. Yeah. Because what? yeah, Raiden was all like in the beginning of the movie. It's like one, one of, you of three, you. One of the three is going to. Yeah. Definitely not her. <laughs> yeah. She's a woman. Yeah, there's no way a woman would get through this. But I can't say that right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's. She'll hear me. <laughs> he also says, as they're like conducting their plan to like go to Outworld and and save Sonya, that she must. Oh, accept the challenge. Right, which, which is another also rule. defeats the purpose of the deal. If she could just be like, <laughs> I can challenge anyone. Uh huh. I challenge you. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. This is just like like kids on the playground. Yeah, like, they're making up the rules <laughs> here as they are the go. Rules. No, I don't want to do that. So yeah. rules are this now. No, Luke I Kang? have an armor against <laughs> outworld contracts. It's just, uh, negated. Yeah. Luke Kang and Johnny Cage could have just waited. <laughs> right. And Luke and then Shanks could have come back. She <laughs> wouldn't accept the fight. Yeah. Hey guys. Well, he was still gonna chain her up and keep her yeah, in outworld. Yeah, I mean it would they, yeah. they they had to rescue her because yeah. she's a woman. Right. But they they run into some goo to go right. and fight Shang Tsung. Yes. Oh, but before that, I just want to say there is a point here where Raiden turns to Liu Kang and says, "I have nothing further to teach you." Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah. I have all the knowledge of the cosmos. You got it. There's like, nothing more. What did you teach them? You fully you, understand you the contractual chast- obligations of Mortal Kombat. You right. chast- I can teach you no more. You chastise them for the entire length of this movie." And then use some Machiavellian bullshit to so, like get them to do what you wanted. But to at least go with what they were going with here. You know, to, to explain what they were going for is what what he wants each of them to learn is he wants Johnny Cage to get over himself a little bit. He wants Sonya Blade to uh to to start trusting people, which she has to if she has to be saved by them. He actually wants Johnny and, Cage to believe in himself. Right, believe in himself. Uh and then he wants Liu Kang to accept his destiny, which is a weird lesson to learn. It's not just accepting destiny, though. It's also not not blaming yourself. That too. He does say the guilt thing, but he he specifically says you've been running from your destiny. You run. You ran to America. Now you have to accept it. And when he says, "I will go in to Outworld," that's him accepting his destiny. And and I will, Raiden's I will, happy. I will go out to Inworld. I will. <laughs> I do like that one of the monks in the beginning of the movie says America has softened him up. He's not he's not fit to say nice. it. It's like nice. it's feebled his mind or something. Yeah, American television specifically is what yeah. it was. Yeah, that's pretty good. A good dig, especially because they're in a movie that is like <laughs> yeah. the quintessential Made American cheap. Yeah. So they go to Outworld. Yeah. And Liu Kang. Uh, oh, God. There are other fights before the, the final one. Oh, right, yeah, there is, there's one. Reptile. Yeah, they fight yeah. Reptile because um, he shows up. Katana is also there. For some reason. Not yet. She shows up right after Reptile. So here's the weird thing about the Reptile fight. It's another fight that was added into the movie. It's one of two. This one and and, uh, the Scorpion fight. Okay. Um, That explains how weird this is. Yeah. It's a really well choreographed fight because it's also a Robin Shu choreographed fight. But 
they're walking and talking about how they're gonna johnny's like i don't like this place it reminds me of high school it's like we're not in kansas anymore um and then Liu kang like senses something so he starts backtracking and he's like what's going on and he grabs the wall and there's invisible reptile randall uh, randall the invisible <laughs> reptile is in his hands and he's fighting with this cg beast which again he didn't know what it was going to look like so he's just an actor doing this <laughs> to the air um struggling against nothing but he he kicks it into a corpse that are like there's all these weird open rib cage yeah almost statue ass statue like corpses all over the place one of the statues has a corpse inside of it no it is the corpse itself but it has rib cage that no no, no. there's one that has a skull and a oh, face okay. and a body sure. inside of it sure okay uh but the one he kicks it into has tendrils that whip out of it it wraps up reptile seemingly like consuming it in some way and then it shapeshifts into a green ninja a green ninja just like scorpion and, and, and sub-zero and then they fight but the thing is, all of that happens, and Johnny Cage is just like, well, what, are you, what are you doing back there? Like, hey, hey, what's going on? He, he must just be watching that entire sequence play out because he's not in the fight at all. And prior to this point in the movie, that makes sense. You can say that it's been tournament fights, so you can't have them fight together. Right. But at this point, they're not fighting a tournament well, fight. Yeah. I'd like to point you to um, Article 15, Section B. Um, uh, mortal, if you, con- mortal contract. If someone has um, s- rescheduled a fight and given the um, arbiter of the fight uh, a rescheduling of their own where they can choose a different fighter, uh-huh. then if you, on the way to that fight, end up fighting any, any other fight natural inhabitants <laughs> of Outworld, then uh, you can only fight them yeah. in single combat or else uh, Shang Tsung, Sonya Blade will no longer be able to refuse the fight. I think we're really <laughs> glossing over the fact that this CG reptile went inside a stone skeleton and then and turned came out a man and turned into a human being be yeah. a man <laughs> and there's a good they sampled the game for when like they're doing the names on the character select so it says reptile right when it like becomes human reptile and there's no point in that it's just they did it and it was and there's fun. also in this fight Liu Kang's uh, classic bicycle kick yes um, where he so kicks. he doesn't get to use any weird powers until he gets to outworld and there's some theory that maybe they were building something on that mm. like he's got some connection or to whatever outworld. But yeah, he starts getting, he gets two powers he gets to use in Outworld, and that's one of them. Yeah. So they defeat Reptile. He like turns back into the statue skeleton and then like just spits out a bunch of like bugs, bugs and shit. Oh, so gross. Well, the actual Reptile gets ejected as well. Yes. And then Luke, <laughs> Luke Kang stomps the shit out just of it. Just curve stomps and him. And that's like when Katana, yeah, he twists his foot. And that's when Katana comes out and is like, you're finally starting to learn. <laughs> Rage has taught you everything he knew <laughs> about <laughs> being a badass motherfucker. Writing in this movie is not the strongest <laughs> point. The dialogue writing is definitely a problem. Yeah. What was she intending? Like, you, you've got to kill your opponents. That's a rule. Katana could basically not be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you could you could always cut out everything she does. But they make their way now to the to the final the battle. temple, which is like a reference to the actual like um, tower, the tower in Mortal in Kombat, where it's you have the to climb worst it. worst CG though in the and, and a movie with some really bad CG, the spiraling up that tower to look like the games. It, it looks like like chunky plastic. I don't know what to describe it as. It is the worst CG, and then you get green screen Sonya Blade at the top, chained to two pillars, dressed in like barbarian outfit it looks like a xena the the yeah the warrior princess like everything outfit. has changed tone entirely 
Um, and she's they've also like frizzied up her hair right. with like 80s big hair. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I was trying, like part of me was like, is this in the background of a stage somewhere in the game? Because it almost feels like it would be a background element sure, somebody chained sure. up. But well, you, like you said, the tower, like when you play Mortal Kombat, you move up the tower of characters. Right. And that's why I was like, is is this a reference of some kind to having yeah. her chained up? Because I was like, otherwise, this is just a really, really weird like yeah. like gender thing. I think it's just a remnant of 80s action flicks. Like we're yeah, still mid 90s and we haven't gotten out of that Save yet. Save the cheerleader. So. Save the world. Save the world. Kill the outworld. Yeah. So, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. They fight. Well, it's he's the there. Last... He's trying to convince Sonya Blade. He's like, "You have to fight me," and she's like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> and he's and he's just like, "Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> fight me! Yeah. I want this. Fight me! Yeah. <laughs> Give this to me. This is the only way." <laughs> yeah. Please fight me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really weird. Like he didn't see that coming. So then. <laughs> then the heroes reveal themselves. They were dressed up as monks in his palace for some reason. And I'm over here just shaking my head and waving yeah. my arms. And and he's like, all right, fine. If you won't let me fight Sonya Blade, I'll take Johnny Cage. And Luke Kang says, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> What's the point of this rule? <laughs> well, let me get the book real quick. Uh, fuck. <laughs> they say no, I can't. <laughs> No think, combat think, without of, consent I with a K. About, I think about the end of Tenacious D, where it's the Dave Grohl as the devil. Uh-huh. And be like, fuck! Yeah. The fuck! demon oh! code commands me! Yeah. Yeah. He's he's bound by contract. So, so there's time <laughs> for one last Mortal Kombat! Yeah. And Liu Kang and Shang Tsung finally fight. And it's... I'm The actor who plays Shang Tsung... He looks holds tough. his own yeah, in looks, that fight. Like yeah. I thought he would be frail. I thought he'd be like so many villains in movies of this time, like not just video game movies, but any movie like this. They just they feel like a wet, you know, yeah, paper. The physicality isn't there. They yeah. just trip and stumble. And this dude looks tough. Yeah. Like it's a good fight. And it's until, not just the eyebrows. It's not just the eyebrows. He ends up uh kind of getting put on back foot. He gets hit in the face and he's bleeding. <laughs> His response to getting hit in Mortal Kombat and being made to draw blood is, you fool. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what does he, why would you call someone a fool in that moment? No one makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. But I don't understand how it's foolish to draw his blood, but he does. And then... uh, I think it's more like, you fool, you think you can beat me. Maybe, but he just (laughs) says, you fool. And then he summons up spirits who burst up out of the ground and are just regular fighters. Yeah, just manifest as human beings. Yeah, and Liu Kang beats all of them pretty effortlessly. Yeah, like one hit for each. Yeah. And he, then uh, Liu Kang upstairs. turns around. Yeah, they fight their way upstairs, and something happens where Liu Kang sees his brother. Uh, so it's like, a real tender moment. Shang Tsung transforms into his brother. Well, yeah, I got that. Yes. Right. <laughs> I was and trying he, to remember how he like, did he just like literally transform in front of his face? Yeah, no, no. He turned around. He has That's his right. Back so to he him. does turn around. And okay. then turned like lost two inches and turned around. I was like, brother. Yeah. And I'm like, this is obviously a ploy. 
Why are you falling for yes. this? I don't think he, he, he never he never really falls for it. But I think right. there's that moment where he's just like, oh shit, this is the spitting image of my brother. Yeah, it's which gotta is, be weird to look at. at it's least. a nuanced thing to act out that he didn't really do in any dramatic. He's not like, he's not like a professional, you know, like an amazing actor. I mean, he's a professional actor. He's not an amazing actor. He is definitely a professional actor. <laughs> but um, he, he was paid the, for this the movie. The brother is like, can you just like scoot over here real quick? And spikes are coming up. Yeah, and uh, I want to push you off this ledge. Okay, is that cool, Luke Kang? Yeah. And Luke Kang's just, like, no. <laughs> I just don't see why there's such a problem with killing your brother. Just, just do it, right? Right, Joe? I was right, just right. talking about fratricide the other day, actually. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a regular conversation between Nick and I. We're yeah, just wondering. We, we're ready to kill each yeah. other at any moment. Uh, so. Opportunity. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> but eh, he's all like, I know what my brother looks like, and this ain't him. And then he, he beats up Shang Tsung one, really hard one last time. And kicks him onto some spikes. Yeah, and, and he says... Flawless victory, yeah. which is true, actually. But here's Not. why. Here's why. After the round, uh, there's there's the, there's a the moment where they they stand up and that's round two of the fight, I and see. he's I like, see. So "Okay, it's flawless yeah. on round two. Because I, I went back and I checked. I was like, "Does he get hit from the time that they have a little conversation with his brother?" And no, it's just it's just Luke Kang beating the shit out of Shang yeah. Tsung. So it is flawless. All right, I'll give you that. And so he dies and just immediately decomposes because like he's centuries old yeah he's yeah. sustained by all these souls probably yeah and all the souls are like we out and, and they all rush out and then everyone goes home happy right they go back they, they as a group they go to the monastery and they're partying with raiden and they're also like pairing up into couples just like immediately it's like johnny cage and sonia and then katana and yeah. Liu kang well there was a removed romance subplot for katana and Liu kang where they were just like we're not gonna film that let's leave it out but, but still have them there was have yeah. their arms over each other's yeah. shoulders there at the end. One you could say we... that that's like friendly, though. Could be. She was barely in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Look, well. here's the deal. Luke Ang's hot and Katana's hot, and that's sometimes all you need. <laughs> uh, but there was a scene that we, we glossed over with, with Johnny Cage and Sonya where they're both like looking out over a sunset on the island, and Johnny Cage is about to go fight Goro, and she's like, don't fight him for me, Johnny Cage. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, I can't lose you. it was a really weird like oh okay i guess they're just like an item now very american action movie just let it happen i guess uh but but now as they they're all partying and then there's the big reveal at the end uh shao khan he's a big boy he's here to show up and destroy all these fools which is contrary to our understanding of what this movie was all about so that was literally added on at the end of the movie as well Mm. because they wanted to set up a sequel but it wasn't originally in the script He's voiced by uh, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, which oh, is nice. cool. The live action one or? the No, from the <laughs> cartoons. Oh, okay. Like the, I'll get you, Gadget. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah that, that guy is doing Shao Kahn. Uh, it, it works, I think, even though it doesn't make sense. Like, right. what was the tournament for? It's such if a, he can just ignore the rules. Yeah, it's like, in most tee-ups for sequels, it's a little more subtle. Yeah. But this is just like, oh, here's the next threat. They it all... was very, like, Lego movie. Where it's yeah. like, here's the immediate next threat cut to credits it feels like if he were to say like this isn't over that would have been like oh or if he was okay. watching yeah from Outworld or, yeah, or something yeah do like a thanos they could thing. still introduce him without having to to have him literally show up and declare that he's going to take over and then circle wipe <laughs> <laughs> well guys that's mortal kombat one um what are your nick what was your opinion <laughs> okay take uh, i mean nick i love this movie in spite of it having some failings at the end, I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, which is an actual number scale. 
And the reason it doesn't get the 10 out of 10 is because the sequel that comes after has retroactively reduced it by a point. <laughs> Otherwise, it it's would a be perfect, a, the perfect film. It's a perfect nostalgia bubble for me. So it'd be a 10 out of 10 if it weren't for the sequel. Dilson? Um, Dilson? <laughs> Who? <laughs> the, new, the newest Mortal Kombat fighter. Dilson. 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 <laughs> Pick look, look, guys. I have, in my life, been given very lofty expectations for things that I have not experienced myself. And then I go and experience those said things and don't find them as charming or interesting or as good as uh, as people have led me to believe. And secret and, twist. This isn't that movie. He loves it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And, you know, I've, 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 I need to uh, come to terms with that and recognize that. This movie is fine. It feels like it's a lot of the same strokes as the Street Fighter movie, where that's, it's that's a pretty strange criticism to me because Street Fighter, like it didn't even really have action going for it. Yeah, there's not enough action, not enough character. This has both of those things, and uh, that's all I needed. To me, it doesn't. To me, everyone seems like a little superficial. It seems like I feel like they're definitely archetypes. But I feel like when we watched this. The second movie, when we talk about the second Mortal Kombat movie. If you say the characterization is better in the second movie, no, 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 I'm leaving no, no. this podcast. No, 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 no. I'm getting up and I'm walking out. But I'm going to say that the flaws in the second Mortal Kombat movie are also in this first one, but. Are just on a cinematography level. Sure. This one is so much better as okay. a thing to watch. This, I, I know we're not reviewing the second one yet. But it's it's hard to look at the second one. It is hard. This to look is an at enjoyable it. film to see. There's a lot of really. They took weird... a lot of care <laughs> and interest in what they were doing on a budget. They were on a budget, but they they loved what they were doing. I'm just going to say whoever made the second one was doing it for a paycheck and nothing else. The 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 plot points, the construction of the storytelling is similar to the second one, but they make way many more gaffes in the second one, so it's oh much God, more so apparent. Many. What's your what's this, your score of this movie? I'm gonna say You gotta say a two out of ten so Joe can say a real score, because otherwise Joe's gonna have to say two out of ten. Well now I can't <laughs> say that because now the joke has already been laid out like that. <laughs> okay. Damn you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. All right, I'll give it a two out of ten. <laughs> there are a lot of genuine issues. The thing I really found in the rewatch of it that I had was that I didn't really like the combat sequences. I liked the scenery in the sub in the Scorpion Johnny Cage fight, but I found myself looking and just being like, "Ooh, these hits don't land well." Yeah, it's just there's, it's it's hard to follow them. There's some good mm-hmm. physicality in the fights. The some of the some of the actors do like sell hits, sell getting hit. Like there's some good acting in moments of the movie, um, but overall. Um, the thing that I like more about it is just that it is this weird reflection of a thing that I've played and it's that kind of attachment to my nostalgia and attachment to the game itself. I don't have that attachment to the Mortal Kombat games. I'm way more invested in the movie. I think Paul W.S. Anderson is a pretty mediocre filmmaker in all have you seen resident evil i have have you seen resident evil <laughs> two, two one through three, yeah. four five yeah six, i've seen them the all. final chapter i've seen every resident evil movie except maybe the very last one he's a very mediocre filmmaker but what he has that so many don't is that he goes into it enthusiastically and that comes through in a big way like he loves his project he kicked its ass i think 
for what he could do. Even with Resident Evil, e- even if with all the kind of weird reimaginings of the tone and style of what Resident Evil is. He loves it. He, there's a lot of energy. Like the, the the actors put a lot of heart into Resident Evil movies mm-hmm. and such. And the actors put their heart into this too, yeah. I feel like. Um, they really cared about what they were doing. I'll still stick by my score, two out of 10. Um, out of curiosity, because there's a new Mortal Kombat movie coming. Mm-hmm. If you guys were to like throw like uh, your your dream director and like one or two oh. actors at it, who would you want to see making a Mortal Kombat movie? Oh God, I don't have the answers to that. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> thinking about like how I would structure a Mortal Kombat movie, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, you need to instead of like having this um, ensemble cast, which I mean it's not that big of an ensemble, you kind of like, got to, but I mean you lose like this is basically like if we want to make modern comparisons like Mortal Kombat this Mortal Kombat movie is basically the Avengers right it's the Avengers without the previous so you want four. like setup movies you want the, <laughs> the Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage movie, movie. The, the well it doesn't even have to be a full film mm-hmm. sure Um, I think there's a, a live action TV show which I'm curious how good that is but like is, I, I think yeah there was, a, there was a mini series it was like a YouTube series yeah but I think it's like 22 episodes or something like it's pretty long I, I didn't know how that was that long um like you need the setup of like okay this is Sub Zero mm-hmm. training with the Lin Kuei this is Sub Zero gaining his abilities and powers and stuff like that like don't even call him Sub Zero like that's already too like ridiculous for me like use his actual name I forget what it is but he has one yeah same thing with Scorpion like go through that Gosh, I, I think if you lose the if you drop the ridiculous part of it you're dropping a real essential part of Mortal Kombat maybe I mean like I haven't kept up with like the the more current games and people love those they're they are way over the top like but that's not sure. the kind of stuff that i sure, like if you were to if you were to go if right, i were to I do mean, it i would be I, like let's let's like like let's treat this with like some like a little bit more like respect and grace and, and stuff like a that. tv show actually would be an interesting place for because then you could explore sure. different characters yeah, yeah. but I, look let's just let's throw it out there chris pratt who is kind of a rough actor right now we don't don't love him right now but chris pratt as johnny cage would be pretty perfect okay he's got the right he's got the right juice for it um, sure i think i think he has too much star power so i wouldn't see giant cage i would just see chris pratt yeah that's the problem that's why i like this cast right is because yeah. again they were nobodies if there's anything that, i agree with well, nick's take is that overall i do like when unknowns are cast in movies i prefer unknowns though and like well, the, the time that i prefer unknowns is when it's a movie a story that i care about when it's a story where the plot matters and the characters matter so that i'm not seeing like i'm not seeing tom cruise i'm seeing the character not seeing Ben Affleck as Batman. Batman. Sure, yeah. I mean, although Batman himself is kind of already an iconic thing sure. that's like hard to, it's hard to separate Batman from Batmans because they're all just kind of Batman. They're all the Batman. But um, but in a movie like like a Mortal Kombat movie, it doesn't really matter who's playing who to me as long as they fit the character. If they're iconic or not, whatever. It seems to be like the right thing to me because it's, it's not a movie where story and immersion matters that much. But I digress. We're all looking forward to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes, the better movie. <laughs> Certainly the more interesting movie of it's the two. Fu- I mean, man, I what a film. But yes, that that is that is the the first Mortal Kombat film, the second in the Mortal Kombat trilogy. Uh, look forward to next episode where we do Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Keep that recording going. Keep it going. We're going to watch 
make this fight, and then you can cut to the, you know, when we know that he says it. Which fight is this again? This is Art Lean versus Goro. Is this some other music over top, or is this the... Oh, it's the real music. It's a real audio. Okay. I, the sound editing and music was fantastic. I think it cut in in all the right places and cut out in all the right places, whereas the second one... Finish him! We're going to find out. He's just crushed his head. The album went platinum. Like, a soundtrack for a ridiculous thing. Oh, I guess that would have been right before he crushed his head, though, wouldn't it? No, no, it's, it's going to be after. It's going to be after. All right. Yeah, it's when they cut back to him. Flawless victory. God damn, Joe! You son of a bitch, I was right! What are you talking about? <laughs> Nick was right. I think there's one other time it's said as well, but I'm not going to stand on that one. Well, on that note, look forward to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Nick was right. I think there's one other time it's said as well, but I'm not going to stand on that one. Well, on that note, look forward to Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs>